fellow ink drinkers, and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk podcast. I'm Belle. And we are two legally blind sisters who love reading and love books. And so what we've done is we've created this show in order to talk about that. We talk about a wide variety of bookish content, and that can range from bad retellings of stories, book to movie adaptation comparisons, buddy reads, recent reads, bookish challenges. Really, the list does go on and on. And today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing another one of my bad retellings. And the story that we're going to be talking about today is Fahrenheit 451. Okay. (laughs) So here's the deal. I like Ray Bradbury's work, right? I loved The Martian Chronicles. It's probably one of my favorite books. So I was super excited to read Fahrenheit. 451. I did not like Fahrenheit 451. I did not, which is odd. I feel like every single classic that you like, I do not like. And the few that I like, with one exception, you do not like. I was about to say the only book that we both like is Pride and Prejudice. I was going to say there's only one exception. There's only Pride and Prejudice, which we both like, which is why really. No, there's Emma. We both dislike Emma. Oh, that's true. We both dislike Emma and we both like Pride and Prejudice. Wow. Austin, man. Austin brings us all together. (laughs) We are family. (laughs) Oh, but anyhow, so Fahrenheit, it's an interesting story. It really is. But it's, it's just a book. It's just not for me. We briefly discussed it. And I, th- I believe Fahrenheit is a book that you have to analyze to enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. To just read it. It's not it. If you're trying to probably like analyze it for school. I never had to read it for school. I did. But you might have a better time with it. I just did not have a good time with <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why I liked it, because I had to analyze it. And compared to the two of us, I liked analyzing literature more. True. True. I just uh, like to read the stories. Yeah, I, I do like, especially for the classics. what happens. <laughs> I, I like to analyze the classics. And it's a good one to analyze. If you haven't read it, man, did Ray Bradbury predict the future. Mm. He did, man. So anyway, we're not talking about analyzation. Because what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be giving my retelling of this story. So, spoiler warnings, you're warned, and here we go. So, once upon a time... (laughs) Dystopian book, and you start it with once upon a time. Once upon a time. (laughs) There's this dude, his name is Guy. Guy Montag. His name, it bothers me. I mean, in analyzation, we just referred to him as Montag. But it always made me think of the chef. I don't know. Oh, Guy Fieri. Oh, okay, him. I I don't even know who that is. I just know the name. It made me think of him and then the the other famous chef. Like like an, an actual chef. And I don't know who that chef is anymore. Probably dead because I haven't heard about him in two weeks. So (laughs) it's not Ramsey. 
It's not Ramsey. It's not Ramsey. So anyway, Montag, because his first name weirds me out, he is a fireman. And in this society, firemen, they start fires when books are found in people's homes. Because books are banned. Yeah, because apparently books are banned in this society. And so one day, Guy is just walking around. I think he's coming home. And he meets this girl. She's like 18, 17, 18. And she starts talking to him and asking him all these questions. And Guy has this conversation with her. And it's a little weird. But, you know, it happens. Like, nothing happens. But, like, a conversation happens. And he ends up really enjoying talking to this girl. And so he's just kind of like, okay, this was great. And they go off on their own. He goes to his house with his wife and his wife does something to herself that's not good. And I think you skip some stuff. Well, anyway, point of the story is nothing bad ends up happening. He ends up being able to save her. But like, that's a thing that happens. So anyway, the next day his wife wakes up and is just kind of like, everything's fine. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh, okay, well, whatevs. And they move on. And so his life is very much like that. Like, he goes and he talks to this girl. And he goes to his job. And they just kind of hang out there. Unless they have to go set a fire. And then he walks back. He might see the girl again. They might talk. And then he goes home to his wife. That happens for a while until all of a sudden one day the girl's not like on his walk to work. He's just kind of like, huh, wonder what happened. Well, because he's a firefighter, I think he can like look up people and he finds out that she's like, well, or the chief can look up people and the chief tells him, oh, yeah, she's gone. She's just gone. I don't know what happened to her, but she's gone. So then... Montag is just kind of like real upset about everything. They go to a house to set fire to it. And there's an old lady there. And pretty much the old lady like gives him a book. And then she ends up like setting the fire herself. And so, you know, she's no longer with us. And... Montag takes that book and he hides it in the vent where it turns out there's a bunch of other books that somehow he saved from fires. So he decides, oh, I'm going to start reading some books. And he then tells his wife, hey, we're going to read some books together. And his wife's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he starts trying to read some books and that doesn't go very well. But then somehow, I forget how, he meets this guy who used to be a professor at, like, Harvard or something. And he goes to meet this guy, and he's just like, hey, I have books too. Do you have books? And he's just like, why are you talking to me? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm awake, and I have books. And so, you know, I want to befriend other people who have books. And eventually the professor relents. And he gives him an earpiece so he can talk to him. And then somehow Montag, again, he like is trying to read books, like show other people the world of books. 
And that ends up getting him turned in to the firefighters. So the firefighters take him to his own house and they set fire to it and then they try to kill him, but he runs away. So that happens. And then he's a fugitive and somehow he's not caught. I don't know how he's not caught, but he's not. He confounds the things that are after him, the like mechanical things that are after him. The mechanical hound. Yeah, that can track his scent. He confounds them somehow. He runs across a river. And once he's across the river, he meets a bunch of hobos who are all professors. (laughs) And all of them are just like, we have books in our brains. And so when the world needs us, we will be here. And he's like, I have a book in my brain. And they're like, great, you can be one of us. Off we go. And meanwhile, there's also a war and a bomb drops. (laughs) That's how the book ends. I don't even, I, I lost you halfway through that. Yep. I lost myself too, to be perfectly honest with you. I was very confused. Yeah, I can tell. This one did not make sense. And I don't know why it did not make sense to me. Because like compared to like Martian Chronicles, where it's just a bunch of kind of little snippets of stories in time, kind of stitched together. Fahrenheit, which is one continuous story, makes no sense. It it does. No, it doesn't. It it actually does. Well, you want to tell me where I went wrong? Dude, I lost you halfway. Like, I don't even think I can figure out what the heck you did. <laughs> you got to the girl going missing, and then you lost me. And then you picked me up at the mechanical hounds. <laughs> that is the, the that middle part. I I'm pretty sure some point in there you could have said this guy is purple, and I would have been like, "Yep, mm-hmm, yep." So, well, what happens in the middle part then? Oh my gosh, what happens in the middle part? It's been a hot minute since I read this book. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the part right about did you turn on him? The, the firefighters the, do. The firefighters do turn on him. There is, though, a part kind of before that where the police chief almost kind of gives him a warning. The fire chief? Yeah. Yeah. He gives him kind of a warning, like, but dude, see, stop. But that was when... Oh, wait, no, no, no. I remember that. That's when he was just like, this is why we don't have books. <laughs> yeah. He has like this whole speech, which I I think I did gloss over, where he was just like, this is why we don't have books. And I think that's when he has the earpiece with the professor dude. Yeah. But I don't remember how he meets the professor dude. I forget that. I forget much of the professor dude. I remember the earpiece, though. Okay, the parts of this book that I really remember the most, I'm going to just be honest here are from my analysis because so in my class we all had to analyze the book somehow don't ask me how but in high school my literature classes I was always in the small group so at most my class had 12 people okay so because there would be two like honors AP courses like two groups i want to say mm-hmm. is how to describe it like we were all the same track 
However, because of certain electives that 12 of us would take, mm-hmm. we'd get put in the second grouping, which I was with the same people pretty much my entire high school career mm-hmm. for English, which was fine. So we each got to analyze a specific part and our teacher assigned us kind of, how do I want to say this? She assigned us what she thought would help like fit us the best on what we were to analyze because again, she was preparing us. We were on our AP track. She's like, you can use this on the AP test. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have you analyze what fits best in your brain. So my job was like, yeah, I had to analyze like, you know, the common stuff of like theme and literary devices and that nonsense. But my big analysis was on the technology. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why she did that. Okay. I was assigned technology and slash the importance of knowledge within society or something like that. It, oh. it was worded differently than that. But that was like my other part of it. So I, I did a lot working with a lot of the tech so you know the big screens the headphones the bluetooth earpiece connector the computers the mechanical hounds i did a lot of work on all of that the flamethrowers oh yeah the flamethrowers they do have those yes they do that's how the firemen start the fires yes i did a lot of that and then i I did a lot with the concept of the being awake Mm. Mm mm-hmm how Montag says he's now awake now yes. that he understands, you know, the society and um, books, books. And now no- that he it, has it, found it, books, now that he's understood the concept of knowledge, I did a lot of work with that. But like, other than that, if it did not deem important that I don't really remember, I do remember kind of like the big plot point, such as like the ending, because I thought the ending was a cheap ending. I understood it, and I had to write a big paper like, on it, honestly, but like, I did not the ending, like it. The ending, to me, is what made the most sense. Like, I was lost through most of this book, and then you hit the ending, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's how they're doing it. Like, I was still confused because, like, there were still some things that they were bringing up that I still didn't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for the most part, though... Because, like, the war. The war is what confused me. I think that confused me. I didn't have that analysis. So we had one of the gifted kids. He was a year younger than the rest of us, but because he was gifted, he took uh, ninth grade literature in eighth grade. So he was in with us as 10th graders when he was a freshman, Mm -hmm. which, no big deal. He was kind of my baby brother. I adopted him unofficially. Mm -hmm. His name was Jeff. (laughs) And he was... My baby brother. I adopted him and it was great. We had a great time. <laughs> Side note, that just because this brings up good memories, we all hated our teacher. Poor Jeff. He struggled. Aww. <laughs> this is why he was my baby brother because I protected him all the time. But he would get so overwhelmed <laughs> that she would assign homework and he'd start ripping it up and eating the paper. Oh my gosh. Oh, I remember that. I remember because he he was assigned the war aspect of it. And I remember him tearing off the title and eating it (laughs) of his topic. And I was like, Jeff, you can't do that. (laughs) And he's like, but why not? And I said, Jeff, we don't eat our problems. (laughs) 
this is this is what I spent my tenth grade year doing, everybody. But he did a really good job. I remember skimming through his paper and kind of helping him like a bit with it because like I remember I tied like my paper with like the concept of society and being awake. I tied it to the bombing at the end of the book, mm-hmm. and I said how society had a mass destruction. The society kind of grew so much and relied so much on the technology mm-hmm. that they started to become brainwashed. I think I also tied it into 1984 before I even read 1984 <laughs> <laughs> with the Big Brother construct. Lol. And I said how that that society had overgrown mm-hmm. almost and was corrupted. So the bombing needed to be done for then the group of people who had the knowledge and were awake could go and kind of help rebuild society and start afresh with knowledge. Right. And that's kind of how the ending almost like makes it seem like that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah, they're like, it makes We're it seem it. Wait. My paper was better than the words I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't remember every single English paper I've ever written. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. No, I get it. And like, honestly, I feel like it hits the main plot points. I know there's some things that I've forgotten, but like for the most part, I feel like I've hit like the main points that like really matter because like at one point he does read a book to like other people and they're the ones who turn him in to the firemen. He like goes on the run, you know? Yeah. See, I forget like what led him to being caught. I remember that actually. So he had a book out while his wife had like two of her friends over. (gasps) Oh, that's right. And he read the book to that, or he was, he wanted to read the book to them. He was getting really mad. And so his wife kind of made up this cover story like, oh, as a fireman, he gets to bring a book home like once a year and you can, we can read it, you know, to know why they're bad. And so he reads like this poem. I don't even know what the poem is, but it makes the one lady cry and the other's like, it's so upsetting. And this is why we don't have books. And like she like has a conniption. And one of them is the one that turns them in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I for- I forgot about the, he reads the poem. Yeah. One of the other girls in the class had that construct. She had the construct of the people who were awake versus asleep. And uh, one of her friends had the construct of the poem mm-hmm. and the quote unquote, like the damage knowledge can do to society in a way. But it wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, this book is definitely one for analysis. And because I think because I don't like analysis is why I don't like this book. It is more meant to be analyzed than Animal Farm. Yeah, an Animal Farm. We should do a bad retelling of Animal Farm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ready? Bad retelling of Animal Farm. Three, two, one, go. Russian Revolution but with animals. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Plot of Animal Farm. There uh, you go, everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys today for coming along as we did our bad. Well, I did my bad retelling of Fahrenheit 451. Of course, if you like this episode, if you like what you've been listening to, please consider following the podcast and sharing the episode with your friends. We would really appreciate the support. 
that those actions would provide to us. But hey, if you don't want to, I'm not going to force you. Or yeah. if you don't have friends, don't or, worry about it. I mean, yeah, fair. <laughs> We're not forcing you to get friends. Yeah, fair. And then what are we going to be talking about next time? Uh, we are doing a book to movie comparison. Ah, book to movie comparison. All right. <laughs> to be determined what we're comparing, but we're comparing something. Was <laughs> <laughs> it, man? My brain hurts. All right. So we will see you guys next time then. Bye. Bye.